Podcast Answer Man, episode number 218. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you have not yet recorded that first episode. What are you waiting for? It doesn't matter who you are. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. Well, folks, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. And for me, it has been two weeks, actually just a little over two weeks since I have been behind this microphone. I just returned from an 11-day trip with my family. We had some business to attend to uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee, did some work on uh, adding some new equipment to Dan Miller's setup for his 48 Days to the Work You Love uh, podcast studio. And then I uh, had some, a little bit of work, but a lot of fun as well with my family in Orlando, visiting Universal Parks, um, Island Adventures, and uh, Disney World, and got to you know kind of uh, do some business on the side there, but mostly vacation and had lots of fun. And then uh, wrapped things up by uh, spending the 4th of July weekend in the Smoky Mountains, and again, Mostly vacation, but uh, at the same time uh, doing a little, you know, business-minded stuff on the side as well. But uh, mostly had an amazing time. Uh, there was some frustrations. If you're in, at all interested in hearing about our journey, uh, we're recording two different podcast episodes of Family from the Heart, where we're going to break down what our family was all involved in as far as the the vacation side of things. Uh, and you can find that at familyfromtheheart.com. And it's episodes, I think it's going to be 165 and 166. So again, that's episodes uh, 165, 166 over at familyfromtheheart.com. Got a bunch of things that I want to share with you today. It's not necessarily a lot of questions uh, from you guys, uh, but instead just a lot of things that are on my mind, things that I wanted to share here with you. And uh, the first thing that I want to let you know about is Mixler. I originally heard about this from uh, Ray Ortega, who's also known as, uh, I think it's Podcast Helper on Twitter. He, he says, hey, have you heard about Mixler yet? M-I-X-L-R, live audio broadcasting service. Well, I checked it out. It was right before I left for my trip with the family. And uh, turns out that um, you know, it looked very interesting. It's like, wait a second, this is a great opportunity. Finally, somebody's come up with a service that is just for streaming audio and it's made to work on mobile devices. So if I put maybe a widget on my site or something like that, then then maybe, you know, people can come to my live show Thursdays. I can fire this thing up and and basically they could click a button and listen to live stream of my live show Thursday via just an audio stream only, kind of like what I've been looking for for a very long time. Um, and I want to say that I checked it out. First and foremost, I went to their website. It says that Mixler makes it easy to broadcast high-quality live audio to the web, Facebook, social networks, and mobile devices, which, by the way, I'm not sure why they 
have Facebook, social networks, and mobile, because I thought Facebook was a social network. But anyway, uh, that's what their website says. It says, just download our free broadcasting app and uh, broadcast live instantly. Mixler is perfect for bands, uh, live acts, DJs, conference organizers, journalists, podcasters, and many more besides. Uh, Well, I was going to try... Mixler out all day today, uh, Thursday, July 7th, 2011. I went in and downloaded their app on my Mac Mini. I had actually signed up for an account uh, before I left, so I I wanted to make sure that I reserved the username GSPN on there, and nobody else uh, snagged that from me. So I went ahead and and set that up, and then uh, when I got back, I or actually just this morning, I went to go set it up, and I activated my account. And after I activated the account, I installed it on my Mac Mini, which, by the way, my Mac Mini is what I use to uh, send out my Ustream. It's I send out my audio and video via Ustream out the Mac Mini, <clears throat> and the Mac Mini actually has its own dedicated ISP in my in my studio here. So I have two different ISPs. I have DSL, uh, which is through a service called Cincinnati Bell here locally. And then I have another ISP, which is my cable modem. It's through Insight Cable. And how things work here is my DSL, there's no, it's not shared with anything else. My Mac Mini is the only thing that uses that DSL connection. And I send out only my Ustream audio and video. So I figured, you know what, since I'm only sending the audio, audio out, hopefully this would work to where it wouldn't, you know, bog things down too much if I actually send out the audio via Mixler as well. So I installed the app of Mixler onto the system. And the download, first and foremost, took about seven or eight minutes, not terribly long uh, download time. But once I loaded the app up and got uh, went in to get the sign up screen or sign in screen, and I signed in with my username and password, it took it took a long time honestly, for it to actually even load. And in fact, it kind of failed and it says, hey, it's taking a very long time. Click here to reload the page. Had to do that about four or five times before it loaded up. And uh, honestly, I I think that it might have been a bandwidth issue, but I mean, I can't imagine it would have taken that much time. I mean, I can do other things on that system uh, with no problem at all, but it was taking a terribly long time. And finally got it up and running, and it, it I don't know, that maybe the upstream on the service, I was thinking, is just taking too much upstream bandwidth, because all of a sudden, I would get disconnected from server from, you know, from my Ustream. And so there just maybe wasn't enough bandwidth between the two for the upload. I know that DSL has, you know, it's, it's not the greatest. It's probably about 700k up. But still, I would think that, you know, between the two services, it would be fine. Well, anyway, I, I decided to give up on Mixler on the Ustream, which would be the only way that would really make sense for me. I I'd, I almost would want a dedicated system to send out, you know, the audio uh, or dedicated an, or, you know, alongside the other machine that's dedicated for sending stuff out. Um, so... Then the next thing that I want to went to do is I went ahead and uh, downloaded Mixler app on my iMac, which is hooked up to my cable modem. Now, the, the download happened in about three minutes instead of seven or eight minutes. So obviously, you know, there's something to be said for the bandwidth on the Mac Mini and the DSL. So the, the cable modem access went much faster. 
I went in and installed the app, uh, loaded it up, and surprisingly, after I put my username and password credentials in there, it still took a long time to 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 actually connect. And when I say a long time, I'm talking it took about you know about 20, 30 seconds to load up and and get a verified connection to their server, which in my mind just seemed awful long and and especially for just to have a blank screen that just shows like a a progress bar and the progress bar doesn't even show you a percentage sign. So if you look down and then look up, it may have creeped over a little bit more, but doesn't necessarily tell you that, you know, you don't see the percentage. So you don't know if it actually went up or not. If you, if you blink your eye. So uh, folks over there at Mixler, if you're listening to this, that's one thing I would recommend is, is your progress bar. If you're waiting, if you're going to, if it's going to take a while to load, then, then uh, give us some percentage signs there. That'd be very helpful. Um, so the next thing I did is I went ahead and uh, finally got logged in. It, you know, you'll have to configure your audio output. You know, what source your audio uh, is, uh, the broadcast audio is going to come from. And so I, I changed it to my line in port in the back and everything was fine. Uh, before I did all of this, by the way, I, I, I did go into my account and I made a widget for my website, uh, you know, you can choose the size, the width of the widget, which is pretty cool. And uh, you can choose whether or not it will automatically play, you know, load when people load the page, when, if it will automatically play when people load the page, or if they have to click the play button. Of course, since I have an automatic player with Ustream, then I went ahead and uh, and uh, went ahead and just told it, say, hey, I, I want people to have to click on this if they want to choose this audio only option. And so I went ahead and clicked on that. And what happened was um, I had been playing around and finally I was I was able to get the audio player to work and the page was already loaded. And for some reason, even though I had not been broadcasting before and I, had, I felt like I had refreshed the page, but I could be wrong. It just auto played. It just started playing audio out of out of the player. The audio, however, uh, and and this is their thing. They, they they say that it's high quality audio, but I want to say that the audio quality was it sounded instead of like for example having a good Fraunhofer encoded MP3 file at 128 kilobits per second, which is what this podcast Answer Man episode is. Uh, it sounded more like a lame encoder. Uh, that would uh, be compressed all the way down to, like, say, uh, stereo 64 kilobits per second, which is very, very um, uh, washed-out, overly compressed sound. So I was not pleased with the sound, and and that's consistent with what I heard when I actually uh, first heard about the service because I went to the Mixler site and I saw that people were broadcasting live, and I clicked play, and I heard the same sort of audio quality there as well. And so it, you know, they they say that it's broadcast high quality live audio uh, to the web, but honestly, I think it's it's pretty low quality. It, if you listen to internet radio station, it's like listening to you know thirty six kilobit stream versus listening to a you know a, a two hundred and twenty eight kilobit stream or whatever. I mean, it's that kind of difference. Um, and and so and they're on the lower end as, as far as what I heard. And there are some folks who who were in the chat room as I was doing this live, and they said it sounds fine on my end. But the thing is, is when you're, I think for me, when I listen, I, I listen closely for you know compressed sound, and I, I'm listening with headphones on, bo- set of Bose headphones on my ears, and 
and uh, it certainly is compressed. And and you know, I would I would totally understand where my issues would come in with bandwidth on the Mac Mini if they were pushing me out with a very high quality audio setting. But I don't understand why I was having the bandwidth issues that I was having on uh, the Mac Mini on the DSL machine, knowing that the the stream is actually so compressed coming out of my my end. Or maybe the maybe they are getting a high quality on my end, but they're they're compressing it to save bandwidth on the broadcast end. Uh, now, supposedly, it's a, a free service that you can sign up for. Um, there, if I go to Mixler.com, and another bit of review here, if I go to Mixler.com, and hopefully I'm not signed in right now, um, the one thing I like to do, and actually I am signed in, so I'm, I'm going to sign out. And as I look at this website, the very first thing when I go to a website is I want to look at the pricing, all right? Um, and if I look at the top here, it says Mixler, it says sign in, it says join, it says audio broadcasting redefined, it's got a ton of stuff with logo and imagery, and it says unlimited high quality live broadcasting and it's free for everybody, all right, with no link at all when it says free, it says just says broadcast live for free, and so that takes you to Mixler.com slash go, which is where you go to sign up, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that yet. So high quality live audio, and it says CD quality audio broadcasting world worldwide, uh, and it says here, and this is the this is what I love. It says over the web via the iPhone, the iPad, Android, and other mobile devices. Now the thing is, is I find the mobile devices to be the real appeal here. You know, I mean, and also the audio only uh, via the web because I have a lot of friends down in Australia who have very big bandwidth or very small, limited bandwidth uh, that they deal with. They're, they are capped on the amount of bandwidth that they can download on a monthly basis uh, with most of their services. And so to have Ustream, that's nece- it's not necessary that they have the video and they would love to get just audio streamed only of our live show. So this is where it came down. But uh, what I heard was not CD quality audio. I, it, it just was not. And when I, matter of fact, uh, there are some other things that are on air right now. And uh, let's see here. Here's somebody who started um, uh, broadcasting. It's Groover in the house. And he started broadcasting 18 minutes ago. And I wonder if I can go to Groover in the house and pull it up and see if we can get a, a sample of the audio right here. MixLR.com Worldwide Send it out to Danielle Alright, well I'll tell you what That's Groover in the house And he obviously has CD quality audio there He likes to pause his music And talk over it there Oh, tight Cali Locked in, locked on Alright, so that actually sounds really good uh, I'm going to see if I can get somebody else in here Who maybe is... Um, uh, let's see here. Do, do, do. Let's see if I can get somebody that gives you an idea of of what I was sounding like. And I think maybe it there's a premium version that that might give you the higher quality. So let's see what this sounds like here. What's going on? Um, and that way, you know, uh, sometimes our calendar isn't like because uh, Google Google Calendar like you can change specific dates, but kind of messes up like our flow of things. So. Okay, so that actually sounds really good as well. So I'm not sure why I had an overly compressed sound on what I was working with, but here here's the thing. I'm going back to Mixler now, 
uh, to finish this because this is where I was going uh, with with my review here is that there is nothing on here as pricing. It shows you recent broadcast, popular broadcast, all of that stuff. And then down at the bottom there, oh, there it is, way down at the bottom, price plans. This is what I was looking for and, and I didn't see it the first time, but I am seeing it now. So here, ah, this is, this is we found it. Um, if you go to Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com slash price plans, there you see it. Basic, which is the free, its audio quality is high, and export is disabled, which basically, it, it does give you the ability, it will record your audio and uh, save it. And then, of course, if you're a pro, a premium subscriber to their service, then it allows you to export that audio. Now, um, they do have a premium service, and that's where you get the audio quality, the CD quality, CD audio quality. And it's $4.99 or $4.99 pounds or whatever. And, and that's the other thing, or euros. I don't even know if that, that might even be euros. But here's the situation. I have no idea how much is that in U.S. dollars. So I would love to see, to know exactly what this is going to cost in U.S. dollars, Um and uh, audio quality. So it, it, I, I totally agree just from the other services that I just uh, streams that I just listened to. Audio quality is amazing as long as you have their premium plan. And uh, it, if it I don't know if it's close to four dollars and ninety nine cents a month. It might be worth it. The only thing is, is I was also having some technical de- t- uh, uh, difficulties today when I actually was broadcasting live. Uh, I noticed that even though I was broadcasting live, the audio, the embedded widget was not playing audio. Um, and somebody in the chat room is saying that it's $7 and approximately $7.11 monthly uh, is what it works out to be, which is not bad. And, and it may be worth it. Personally, I decided I'm not going to play with it any further today. Um, I, I, with the technical detail difficulties that I have, the fact that I couldn't run it alongside Ustream on DSL on my Mac mini, that kind of just took away the, the idea. It was, it was kicking me off my Ustream server. Um, so I didn't like that. And I really don't like the idea of running it off of my main uh, iMac here while I'm working throughout the day. Although I will say I am somewhat interested in this service. I, I, I think that we do need an audio only streamer that's made for just streaming audio. I will say that while I had the stream up, uh, you know what, for those of us who use the Mac, you know what growl notifications are. And they, as you're going, people have the ability to leave a comment um, as you're broadcasting live and it pulls up as a growl notification. And I kind of like that. Although I wonder if that could be turned off if you were wanting people to instead make sure that if you had your own chat room that you could um, make people go through the chat room. Anyway, brand new service that that I've just been made aware of and uh, what you have just heard are all my very, very initial reactions. And I'm, and I'm talking about fresh, hot off the press initial reactions. Uh, but judging by the fact that I just heard some really high quality CD quality audio, um, I think it might be worth you know seven dollars and eleven cents per month to have a service that would allow you to to embed that on your site. Um, I'll hopefully have an opportunity to play around with this more over the next month or so. And as I do, if I if I get some more chance to work with it, then uh, I'll uh, I'll let you know. 
Anyway, uh, speaking of live show formats and stuff like that, I want to let you know that I am up in the air once again about Podcast Answer Man being on my live show Thursday schedule. And uh, I can only imagine what the chat room is going to say about this one. But uh, anyway, the doing Podcast Answer Man, this is the one show that I have that is has been on the live show schedule. It's been taken off the live show schedule. On It's been on and off again. And I... I am thinking about the pros and cons of pulling it off of the live show again uh, schedule so that I'm not recording this on Thursdays at 830 in the morning. And uh, yep, there it goes there. there, I see the boo and and I'm I'm sure that some other folks are going to say some other things. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with there's really only two cons that I know of for pulling the live show off. Number one. Many people do enjoy listening to Pam live on Thursdays, which Pam is Podcast Answer Man. So there are a a number of people who enjoy coming on Thursdays. They're here in the live chat, 8.30 in the morning, and they're ready to go. And uh, they want to hear Podcast Answer Man. Um, And then, of course, the other other con of pulling it off of live show Thursdays is uh, I would lose the benefit of having the show scheduled uh, on a weekly basis, on a time where there's a lot of uh, accountability to be had for producing the show um, on a schedule consistently at the same time on a weekly basis, and because the, and and many times here's the problem though is that you know I it is on the schedule for eight thirty in the morning. It's the first thing I do in the morning, and sometimes on Wednesday night I'm up later than I want to be, and and I don't get as early as a start as I like, and. And oftentimes this show kind of gets rushed and uh, it's like I've got a, I've got a deadline to meet. I have to hit record at 830 and I very rarely hit record at 830. And and sometimes I feel like, well, if I don't hit record now, I'll never make it in time to end this show for the next show, which is Social Media Serenity. And I'm always pushing that show late. We've all matter of fact, we've already moved that show to an, a, a, a new start time of 945, which is pushing it back for 15 minutes. And here it is, 9.27, and I'm not quite going to make it by 9.45. And and that's not fair to my co-host. And it's definitely, I don't think it's fair to my overall audience to give them a show that's rushed and that is not well thought out. And sometimes I ramble if I don't prepare enough ahead of time. So what are the pros of me moving this off of the live show Thursday? Uh, Number one, you get a more polished show. Uh, better show preparation, uh, more clarity of mind of what I'm going to share, what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it before I even hit the record button. And so um, let's say if I put this on my schedule to record, let's say Wednesday evening, um, then or even Monday evening, then then I can actually say, hey, I want to put this episode out, but and I'm going to put it on my schedule. But if it's scheduled for 7 p.m. or whatever time I schedule it for, if I don't get if I don't hit the record button until 9 p.m., it's not a big deal. So you'd get a more polished show because I am going to be better prepared and 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 you won't have to listen to me ramble because I'm kind of just making things up as I go along as far as what it is I want to share and what I want to say. I would have thought it out a little bit better and 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 basically been a, a, quite a bit more respectful of your time for listening to me. Uh, the ability to record in segments without the pressure of a live audience. For example, what I I've done this several times in the past where 
I'll hit record and I'll record the first segment. And then the next segment, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that would be great for me to, to add in right here. And then I can hit pause and then go and research some things that I want to share, write that into my show notes as I'm typing, which by the way, better show notes for each episode is is not this is something to not be overlooked and uh, and and you should not underestimate the power of your show notes and i really desire for podcast answer man i, I mean all my other shows they get they all get rushed show notes uh, and and podcast answer man even though they've been you know very thir- what i consider to be somewhat thorough the past several episodes even those have been rushed and it and it takes me forever because I have to end the show and then I want to get those show notes out so that my assistant can post this episode and I have to do that in between shows throughout the day on Thursday. And so I, I feel rushed and 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 I love this idea of recording segments without pressure of the live audience. And so I can actually, you know, if, if I take, if I hit pause and I t- spend 20 minutes researching Mixler, for example, you know, instead of making you sit there while I was figuring things out, I could have actually spent 20 minutes researching Mixler. And instead of making you listen to me research Mixler for nine minutes. So in in my opinion, that's that's a huge pro. And then, of course, um, the other thing is, is that I don't always um, I don't always interact and engage with people during the live show for podcast answer man in the chat room. Like for example, I know that they're, they're saying things in the chat room. Like for example, David Dell's in there saying, you know, plus there's no, you know, distractions for you. And, and to be honest with you, there are times when things are said in the chat room that are very distracting to me, especially on podcast answer man, because sometimes I get in here and I share some very strong opinions one way or another. And oftentimes people may not agree with me and boom, it's it's like, wow, I cannot believe that person just said that. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking about what they're saying, but I'm trying to speak to you here in the podcast. So ah, I would not be surprised if Podcast Answer Man was not scheduled for, actually it's currently not scheduled for next Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Now the thing is, is I still want to start my live show Thursday broadcast at 8.30 a.m. But here's the situation. Right now, there's not going to be, if if I pull Podcast Answer Man off the live show schedule, there's not going to be a show listed there. I think that's okay. And matter of fact, I may actually, I'm thinking right now, and, and see, these are things that I could could have just shared with you what I've decided instead of thinking it out loud. And you know what? I recognize there are some of you who like this. And, 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 you know, just thinking of things as I go along and hearing the, the thought process and, and how I'm thinking through things. And that can still happen in, in, a, in a show where I'm recording, you know, in a non-live format. And then chances are actually it's, it's going to happen. But anyway, what I'll do is I'll go to my uh, live show schedule and I'll put show prep as a live event on there. So at 830, people can come and you know, hear me, you know, scheduling out, you know, all the, or looking for all the things that I plan to share in the various podcasts throughout the day. So, uh, yeah, I, so basically live podcast, uh, live format for Podcast Answer Man, I'm pulling it back off and I'm not sure yet when it's going to uh, get scheduled, if it's going to be a Wednesday night, if I'm going to move it way back to Monday night again. Uh, but anyway, I just want to say that it is going to be pulled off of the live show schedule. And if you're wondering why, those are the reasons. All right. 
Hey, I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. Uh, you know, Pat and I have uh, really grown to have a really great friendship since uh, he and I first met. Uh, I've been invited on his show uh, twice now. I, he's been on our, my, our show here, Podcast Answer Man, once at least, I believe. And um, we did a joint venture project together, uh, which is where we did uh, passive income strategies for podcasters, which, by the way, I'm very excited to say that I am going to be on Pat Flynn's um, income report for July uh, 2011, uh, which will come, I mean, he'll process that in August. He'll talk about all the money that he made in July. He does it, he posts his income reports. And, you know, I'll be a little tiny blip on, on the scale there, but uh, I'm happy to say that, you know, we, while I did my summer sale while I was away, I uh, sold several of the pod, uh, passive income strategies for podcasters. Uh, video tutorial, and and that's something that Pat Flynn gets fifty percent of that uh, that profit on those sales. So very eager to send that over to him. Uh, actually, I already sent it out. And uh, anyway, he did two blog posts over at SmartPassiveIncome.com this week uh, that I really enjoyed reading. And I don't enjoy reading a lot of blog posts, to be honest with you. I, it's just not something I enjoy a lot, but. I really enjoyed these posts, and I'm going to provide a link to both of these posts in the show notes, but one of the posts that I want to go into a little detail is his one titled, The Dark Side of Successful Blogging. That's right, The Dark Side of Successful Blogging, and I'm just going to add on there, you can just tack on and podcasting. So, The Dark Side of Becoming a Successful Blogger and Podcaster. Go read everything Pat wrote because I agree with pretty much all of it. And here are some of the highlights of some of the, the overall arching topics, uh, the things to, to look out for. If, you, if you're looking to become um, well-known, sought after for your content, uh, you know, that people, you, you become an industry leader, a, a thought leader, an, an, an expert in your field. People, you know, you're, you're starting to gain a loyal following and a large following. Uh, there are some pitfalls. There, are some, there is a dark side of becoming successful in this way. And, and some of the things that he talks about here are, uh, number one, a ton of email. And when I say a ton of email, I mean a ton of email. I mean, it, it's not uncommon for me to get no, I don't think I've ever got less than 40 emails in a day. And, uh, and it's not, it's not uncommon for me to get as many as a hundred to 150 emails every day. And these are not emails with like trivial things. These are not spam messages. These are not, these are genuine individuals who say, Hey, I just found your podcast as a result of a Google search or, Hey, I just found your podcast because I heard you interviewed on so-and-so's podcast. And hey, I have a quick question. Or hey, I just wanted to say I really was inspired by something that you just said. Hey, I wanted to thank you for sharing this information and this is how it's benefited me and my business. I mean, these are these are these are very personal emails from individuals to me. And they these are the things that over time has gotten me to where I am today and in, in, in the the fact that we have such a large community, and that is that I build relationships with people one person at a time. And I do desire to answer every single email. And so I just want to say that if you do things right, I believe you're gonna get tons of email. 
And this is, in my view, this is a good thing. But at the same time, as a husband and as a father, as somebody who is a full-time podcast producer and also consultant and coach running a business, trying to figure out how everything works in this business world, marketing and and strategizing and and delegating to your assistant if if you've learned how to delegate all of the different things that are going on there's so much to do and responding to email is one of those things that I strongly believe is is something that I want to continue to do and I just want to say that when one of the dark sides is that you get a ton of email and oftentimes it can be distracting to some of the other priorities in life. And 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 I honestly share with you that um, as a as a husband and a father, uh, I I I just got back from an eleven day trip and and had the most amazing time with my family. I cannot even begin to tell you the awesome time that I had with my family. And as I came back, you know, after eleven days, you can only imagine how much email that I've had. And I'm sitting there working, and I'm working, and I'm working. And my wife last night comes in and says, hey, are you going to watch Harry Potter with us? And uh, we're going to do a Harry Potter marathon before we go to the press screening uh, for the last movie. And um, and I said, you know what? I really want to, but man, I got these emails. And I'm sitting here, I'm responding to these personal emails and, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? What I'm doing right now is I'm putting these individuals, ab- I'm communicating to my wife and to my kids that right now these people are more important. And, and I know that that's not always the case and there's always a time and a place and there's always got to be balance and stuff like that. But I'm just saying the fact that you get a ton of email means that you have to really, <laughs> it, it forces you to think through a lot of things and it th- forces you to, to, to rethink your priorities and it forces you to get serious about productivity and, and finding tools to help you to manage your time better. And, and I'll just say that oftentimes I fail uh, but at the same time, you know, while this is a dark side of being successful as a podcaster and blogger, uh, it, it can also be, it, you know, getting a ton of email can be a wonderful blessing as well. Uh, JV offers or joint venture offers. I like what Pat Flynn says, and, and I'll just let you go over to his blog post. Again, that'll be linked in the show notes. Um, but yeah, the, the idea of a joint venture, it's where you, are, you know, somebody else who uh, is is in whatever field they say, hey, let's partner together and and let's uh, let's work together on a project, kind of like what Pat Flynn and I did for Smart Passive Income or Smart uh, <laughs> Passive Income Strategies for Podcasters. The thing is, though, is is that you again, you, I have I have about five people right now on a list of people that I want to do a joint venture with, uh, you know, that I want to partner with. And actually, of those five people, three of those people, I said I will partner with you. But please understand, I can't give you a time frame right now. And I have probably I probably receive about one to three requests from for me to join other people's ventures. You know, let's let's work together on a product. Uh, let's work together on this. And the problem I run into is I've got so many products projects on my board that that are related to to the things that my audience I know wants from me that I, I'm just having a hard time keeping up with that stuff at this point. So it is, it's difficult to turn those down and not sound like a jerk and, and, and stuff like that. And so that's a part of the dark side of being successful. 
uh, is especially when you're a people pleaser. And uh, which, by the way, can be a dark side of successful blogging and podcasting because you're not going to make everybody happy. Um, he also mentioned the pressure to consistently produce type top quality content. You know, the thing is, is that we get so much praise about the content that we're producing and it's, you know, so valuable. I will be honest with you. There are the last two episodes of Podcast Answer Man. Um, they were rushed. I recorded them both live on a show and on a live show Thursday before I left for this trip. And to be honest with you, I felt horrible. The last two episodes of Podcast Answer Man, in my mind, um, they, they were abysmal failures. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Uh, episode 216, would somebody really listen to all 500 episodes of your podcast? And, and to be honest with you, all I can think about there is how somebody in the chat room that day told me how it sounded like I was just going on and on about how great I am and, and stuff like that. It's like, what, you know, whatever. I, I was really honestly saying some things that I believe in and, and stuff like that. But even though a majority of the people probably loved that episode and got a lot of value out of it. For me, it wasn't the same kind of quality that I look to provide on a weekly basis. And, and so I didn't feel like it was the, it was the quality and 217 was totally rushed. And, and, and so there is, there's a lot of pressure and I feel like if I don't hit a 10 out of 10, every single and I'm not talking about on just this podcast, but I a lot of podcasts that I produce, seven to 15 episodes a week, I feel like I need to hit, I feel the constant pressure to consistently produce 10 out of 10 quality uh, episodes a, a week, you know, that the quality level has to be at the top. And I know that that's not ex- the expectation of our audience for the most part, Although there are there are a minute there there is a small percentage of people who do expect that, and I personally feel the pressure to do it, not because of those people, but just just the fact that you know it, it's about the responsibility. Um, and then of course there's also the the responsibility of of you know what you share with folks, and and uh, Pat just did a great job of talking about that in his blog post. I'll let you read that, and it's it's about being responsible with the products and services that you choose to recommend. Um, copycats and stealers. Now, Pat's uh, got a great section on that as well. I encourage you to read. Uh, I certainly deal with copy copycats, and it's been a little bit frustrating for me at times, uh, mostly when it just comes with the some you know ways that they promote things in in certain areas that that I've created as far as um, online forums but I really you know that he has a point in there about you know co- you know when somebody copies something that you're doing it's almost the you know it's the sincerest form of flattery or something like that and and I get that and and it does it, it does inspire me to know that people you know that I must be doing something right if people want to copy what I'm doing and I, I'm not really bothered by people who copy it's just people who want to copy and do the same things and then market what they're doing to the people that I've spent such a hard time marketing to. And that is something that is, that is a a little bit of a darker side. I don't share it a whole lot because I think a lot of people feel that, you know, I'm that I've become egotistical and controlling and, and all of that other stuff. And, and, you know, so be it. I, I am very protective of my brand and, and, and my marketing efforts and stuff. So, uh, I certainly deal with that. And, uh, yeah, 
And then, of course, there are trolls out there on the Internet. If you don't know what a troll is, uh, Pat wrote, he says, on the Internet, there are tro- trolls are people who leave inflammatory or off-topic comments just to provoke some sort of emotional response. And I certainly have had that happen. Um, you know, the, the, I have had experience with about at least five or six, I mean, pure, I mean, troll to every single letter of the definition. Uh, and I've learned to kind of ignore trolls for the most part. However, they're, trolls are different from the other people who who basically, and, and this is another uh, aspect that Pat talked about, the microscope effect, which the microscope effect is simply this, he says. He said, the more influential and popular you become, the more people will analyze you. When you start to see success, people are quick to watch every move that you make and analyze everything you say. And my friends, this is not the same as a troll, you know, and 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 the fact is is that oftentimes these people will share things that, you know, they just simply don't agree with what you say, what you do, how you say it. They think that you should be a different person than you are. And and that is not a troll. That's somebody who basically has a different view of outlook on a whole lot of different things. And and Seth Godin did a great post on this a long time ago. Something about, you know, it's not personal or is it? And the fact is, is that oftentimes when people are pointing things out that they don't like about you, it's most of the time it has nothing to do with you and it's most everything to do with them. And there may be a, there may be a lot of truth to the things that they're sharing, but really it's not necessarily always an issue that you need to address right away, but something that they really feel strongly about in their own lives where they're falling short. And I certainly notice this myself, especially with my kids. When I get the most frustrated with my kids, I realize that I'm most frustrated about the things that I don't like about myself and that I see as areas of weakness in myself. And so oftentimes when people are pointing out things that they don't like about you or where you're falling short, it may have some it may have more to do with them and their, what they're going through in their life than than really what you've done. And it's difficult as you know getting being on the receiving end of other people's microscopes, you know, to to have them so closely look at every single word you say, every decision you make and then feel like they can just tell you you know, uh, what you've done wrong all the time. Um, and, and I, I've definitely experienced this quite a bit over the last five and a half years. And, and as, as, as you seek to become a successful blogger and podcaster, I want to let you know to be on the lookout for these things. And of course, the last one Pat talked about in his blog post is non-believers. And this is somebody who just simply doesn't agree with what you do, what you say with your values and and you know what those those people sometimes you just need to you just need to say okay and be okay to disagree and and, and you know to agree to disagree with people and and if they don't agree to disagree with you uh, then sometimes you just you just go in a different direction than them and and maybe you do unfollow them on Twitter maybe you do disconnect them from. Um, from uh, Skype and maybe you do disconnect them from your Facebook account and maybe you do maybe you do uh, kind of just you know maybe you respond to an email right away maybe you don't maybe maybe you you know if, 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 if all of a sudden that person gets to the point where they cross the line and they become a troll 
uh, then maybe you do send set up a filter in your Gmail to anytime an email comes in from that person, it you never see it. It it immediately it's it's as if though that never existed. And and there have been three people in the last five and a half years that that as far as I'm concerned, they probably email me every single week to tell me how horrible I am. And uh, Gmail immediately sees that it's a message from them, and it and it skips the inbox and deletes it immediately. And I mean, it not even sends it to trash. It it it's like boom gone. Um, and, and those people are, those, those three people are trolls. Let me tell you. So those are the dark sides of blogging and successful blogging and podcasting. Great blog post. I encourage you. I mean, obviously I, I did, I did my own version of it here, but, uh, Pat's version uh, of it, you get some additional insight and thoughts from his end, especially as a blogger. And I encourage you to go check that out over at smart passive income. Again, link will be in the podcast episode show notes for episode 218 of Podcast Answer Man. And uh, also, and he had another great blog post on Amazon affiliates, especially since he's in California. And he he did set things up for, you know, he, use, he uses a lot of affiliate marketing, I think in a very responsible way. Um, and you know, he, of course he, his, a lot of his income was not generated from Amazon affiliates, but they got some, uh, some crazy things happening there in California where California passed a law that says, you know what, you can't get around sales, t- not charging sales tax just because you don't have, you know, a, a location here. If you have an, if you have an, a relationship with anybody where you pay them a commission as a, as an affiliate, uh, if that person who you're paying a commission to resides in California, then you're res- then as far as we're concerned, you might as well have an office in California, and you're required to charge sales tax to anybody that purchases something in the state of California. And so Amazon says, you know what? Forget that. We're just cutting off all of our Amazon affiliates in in uh, California. Uh, more details about that over at um, smartpassiveincome.com. And I'll just, again, go to episode 218 for Podcast Answer Man. There'll be a link to that blog post. He's got some great suggestions there for those who are dealing with this. Luckily, myself, I live and reside here in Northern Kentucky, and Amazon has three massive, and I mean massive, warehouses right down the road from my house. I mean, literally, I could walk there in 10 minutes, and um, we'll walk to one of them in 10 minutes and I could walk to the other two in about 20 to 30 minutes. And so three massive warehouses with lots of employees and everything. They are, so, so anybody who buys uh, products from Amazon in Kentucky has to pay Kentucky sales tax anyway if it's being delivered to uh, Kentucky. And so it, they did not terminate my affiliate. So one of the ways that people can support the content and community of gspn.tv is by uh, going to podcastanswerman.com or gspn.tv. And on the right-hand side, there's an Amazon logo and you can click that link or click on that logo for Amazon uh, to get to their site. And if you do that, anything you purchase within the next 12 to 24 hours, uh, we get a commission for. So, but anyway, if you are affected by that, and, and by the way, California is one state that passed the law. There are several other states that are looking at passing this law. So that's a kind of a bummer as well. Uh, real quickly, want to mention that Tony Rose uh, recently launched a brand new podcast over at bloggingdiabetes.com. Uh, I'll put a link to his first episode in the show notes, but again, it's bloggingdiabetes.com, and a very cool first episode by a client of mine, 
and uh, he shares his story of of what it felt like for him when he first got diagnosed with type one diabetes, and uh, and uh, it's it's a he's been blogging for quite some time. Uh, but now he's out there recording podcast in audio form, and he's already talking about how the feedback is is that people feel like it's a a closer connection to him, which I think is very cool. Um, and then let's see here. The next one is uh, a Weber update. I'll tell you what. I'll give you that next week. Um, and Jewel Beat review. I'll give you that next week as well. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and hit my music here because. It is 9.53. I was supposed to start with Eric Fisher at 9.45. And again, not fair to him at all that I've ran this late. But let me tell you what I already have here. Um, I just want to let you know, podcasting A to Z um, course is coming up uh, on this coming Monday, July 11th. There are still a few spots open. Uh, My great friend and client, Dan Miller, over at 48 Days to the Work You Love, gave me a great shout out and and promotion in his uh, podcast and blog, which is uh, very nice. And some other people out there promoting and looks like I'm going to be sending some referral checks out. So that's nice. But I just want to say that uh, there are a few spots left if you're interested. Uh, Even if it's after July 11th, contact me when you hear this and uh, let me know. And I will tell you, um, because I think last time in May, we had still had a couple spots open just after the class started. And... um, and I was able to get a few people in without being uh, behind too much in the content. So anyway, uh, Cliff at PodcastAnswerMan.com or for more information, head over to PodcastAnswerMan.com slash A to Z. My friends, I am going to go ahead and ramp up this music and shut it down early because again, I want to I get over there to my good friend Eric Fisher so we can record an episode of Social Media Serenity. Lots of things to talk about. Facebook's Got some things going on with Skype, got um, deals going on with Google Plus and all kinds of other things happening in the social media landscape. And we need to go over there and record an episode about it. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. I will be back again next week here with another episode of Podcast Answer Man. Until next time, I encourage you to join the community. Hey, 